So I'm so excited today. Uh, this is the Hallmarkies podcast and I am Rachel and I am here to bring a very exciting interview for you with one of the Hallmark writers that we have uh, been, been really enjoying her, her films, her projects, uh, Joao Bakken. Uh, yeah. Sierra, <laughs> I got it right. You got it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're very excited. We have actually, you are our fourth writer that we've interviewed and some of our favorite interviews have been homework writers. So this is really cool. And uh, why don't you, uh, if you can introduce yourself and let us know, how did you uh, become a writer? What inspired you to become a writer? Okay, as I just said, all the hard questions come first. Um, <laughs> I'm Joie Batkin, as you said perfectly. Um, and yeah, I've been working at Hallmark for about two and a half years now. Um, and I think, like, I think about this question a lot because I get asked it, how did I come to writing? And it's kind of like there was a very straight path that just took a lot of wines to it. Um, so I always loved writing. Um, I wrote a lot as a child and then I went to film school um, and focused on directing. I only took one screenwriting class in it and I actually don't know how I passed it because the only goal of the class was to finish a script and I never finished that script. But I was just like, don't worry, one day it's coming. Give me the A and I'll give you the script one day. The teacher was very kind about it. Um, and then from there, I started working in reality TV. Um, and I was like kind of doing some traveling work with reality TV. And then I was an assistant at Fox um, on Jennifer's Body. And I'd say for like many years, I was like writing in quotations. I was trying to get these passion projects done um, and get something out there, but I was never really finishing anything. I wasn't really like making any progress. And then I moved out of LA and I started writing books. Um, and I wrote three books. And I think that takes me to about like maybe seven years ago. And I think like writing books is what took me back into screenwriting. Um, I realized what a like long, laborious and uh, not well-paid process writing books are. And that brought me back to screenwriting. Um, and then I was just lucky enough to hook up with Hallmark and remember that this was actually what I wanted to be doing my whole life. So, yeah. yeah. So, so did you grow up in, uh, in Canada? No, I grew up in Florida. Oh, in Florida. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get, uh, I thought, oh, she's from Montreal or something. How did you uh, get your name? My father's Moroccan. Um, oh. mm -hmm. So he's French Moroccan and I'm named after my grandmother, Alegria, which means joy in Spanish. So I was just joy in French. So it's a little bit of a family name. Cool. That's yeah. That's great. That's really yeah. cool. So when you were working as assistant on Jennifer's body, did you do mm -hmm. a uh, interact with Diablo Cody at all or? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I like sat in some rooms with her. Uh -huh. said, Hi, I think I brought her like coffee a couple of oh times. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, she's as cool. I think as everyone yeah. thinks she is. Yeah. Um, and I remember just like, I was younger at this point thinking she was like so much older. She had just won an Oscar. She was so cool and so much older. And then I realized like, Oh, actually she's not that much older than me at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she just, I mean, I never talked to her, but I always was kind of impressed by how self-assured and confident uh -huh. she was. Yeah. And I think like later on becoming a writer and just realizing that your whole career is just self-doubt and like this constant pummeling through self-doubt. I, I go back to those moments of remembering writers who inspired me with like their confidence and their ability to stand behind their voice. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I love her writing. Mm-hmm. Juno is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh yeah. Definitely. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I and I know it's like there's like some some degree of like backlash against it, like, oh, it's too too cool or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not. It is that cool. I still love it. I think yeah. it is so funny. I think mm-hmm. it's so emotionally true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like a little glib. Like nobody really talks like that, but who cares? It's a movie. I yeah. I just I love it. I think and it's just so a good. case of just like a perfectly drawn character that's so yes. lovable. Like yes. those characters don't come along that often. And when they do, what can you say but just celebrate them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just it's such brilliant writing, like uh uh that like my favorite scene i think is is when she's like uh when she says uh you're like the coolest person that i know and you don't try at all and he's like i try really hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally so good oh boy and i love the scene when she's telling uh telling her parents that she's pregnant that scene is brilliantly yeah. written and acted it's so, it's good. so good yeah <laughs> yeah anyway the whole movie i just it, i just love it it and clueless are probably my top two favorite it, oh clueless uh, is my number one yeah ever, so clueless is is uh just still hilarious to me i absolutely love it i love juno and yeah. i love you've got mail those are probably my oh, yeah. three favorite uh comedies of all time yeah clueless is my number one and then i don't like i mean i don't want to not say anything but like how to lose a guy in 10 days i'm still just like this movie is masterful it did not get the credit that it deserves um but yeah i have a son and whenever he like argues with me something i'm like when's your birthday march well my birthday's in april (laughs) as someone older than you let me give you some advice yeah that's right but he doesn't the the scene when she goes on the freeway and clueless like Mm -hmm. still just leaves me in stitches because i I remember when that actually happened to me when i was uh when i was just having my driver's permit my dad uh, decided to take me out driving and we ended up on the belt loop in DC because I grew up in Maryland okay. and I was Terrifying. panicking like yeah. full on I mean I never even to this day I don't really like driving mm-hmm. but especially back then <laughs> and my dad being like oh, yeah. hold on to the steering wheel at all times I mean I was just freaking out and so that scene rang very true to me oh yeah me too <laughs> It's like terrifying me first on the freeway. Oh yeah, uh, and I just love, I love that movie. So yeah, we're definitely like movie buddies as far oh, as oh totally. Let's get together and watch Clueless for yes. this. Do you know they're making a remake? Oh, I I read that this week. Yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't click on it. I was like, I'm too upset. I can't do it. <laughs> That's right. If Amy Hackerling is on board and writing the script, maybe I could like maybe but i'm just like clueless was perfect how could it you- is yeah it, it, perfect casting perfect execution it was just such a creature of its time in the 90s mm-hmm. so i don't know why not just just make a funny comedy now about yeah. now why why make it i mean i guess technically yeah. clueless is kind of a not really a remake but an adaptation of emma so you yeah make a new adaptation of emma in yeah. modern time I'm sure they'll make it like Cher's daughter. Oh, I hate that. That's too. Like her dad is the most hilarious. He's the best. What are you wearing? Calvin Klein? (laughs) 
<laughs> looks like underwear. I'm over it. And she puts Duh, like, daddy. I was just going to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't be more proud than if they were based on actual grades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> daddy, some teachers are trying to lowball me. You say they're going to be the best offer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. We could be here all day. I know. Okay. okay we won't do it. No we're having, I, I'm making a commitment. We're having you back on for a special Clueless episode. <laughs> Two thumbs up. That will be so fun. Okay, good. Okay. We, we're on an agreement then. Okay. But you should be very proud because we have only given, I think, like six or seven perfect scores, five crowns on this podcast. Very I, rare. I heard that episode and I was just really touched by it. We have given... We gave Miss Christmas two, both of us, perfect, perfect yeah. scores. And we gave Falling for You, I gave it a perfect uh -huh. score because I thought it was, I mean, yes, I had little nitpicks and a little joking about yeah. different things, but all in all, I thought it was great. I loved oh, it. Thank you so and much. So you are hidden out of the park. Oh, thank you. We gave positive. We liked all three of your movies so far that you've done for thank Hallmark. You. I'm super excited about Christmas at the Palace coming up. Oh my gosh. So excited. Yeah, you have two coming up, correct? Mm -hmm. Two Christmas and then three, hopefully two definitely next year. Another one I'm working on now and then two oh more slated. Gosh. So next year, maybe five. That's so exciting. Like, exciting. what is it like to write for Hallmark? Like, how do you come up with your ideas? Like, all of that. Um, well, there's a bunch of different paths that projects take. Sometimes I'm brought in by producers and they have a script that I'm rewriting and it's going to be a page one rewrite. So basically we're going to take the concept, make something completely new. Sometimes I'm hired directly by Hallmark with an idea already in mind, or sometimes I pitch an idea and sell it and then I'm hired to write my original project. So there are lots of different places that it stems from, but basically from there it heads in the same direction, which is like, um, like Hallmark is so amazing at just being the most supportive, inspiring place to let writers really just like express their vision. Um, and I feel like I've been just so believed in and like mentored there. Um, so I'm every single, I guess to answer every project takes a different path. Mm -hmm. Um, like Christmas at the palace was a really interesting one because I was brought on two weeks before shooting started. Um, and, uh, I needed to do like a page one rewrite and I was on vacation. It was my first day of vacation. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I really like this project. I'm going to do it. And that one, so from start to finish, I was on that project for about a month and it was just like, you know, I was just like, these are my ideas. This is what I think. From there, I went directly to a first draft from there. I just like really cleaned it up into a second. And then we were off to the races. It was time to shoot where Miss Christmas was, it took a year to write that one. And, um, wow. Yeah. At like one point it was like a save the farm movie. And then we decided to strip that out. Then we decided to change all the act breaks. Um, and at that point, funny, 
funnily enough, I had never actually seen a Hallmark movie. So writing Miss Christmas, I was just like, I'm reinventing the wheel. This story has never been told before. And like, I would keep getting these notes and being like, oh, they want it to be more like this. They want it to be more like this. Um, and then when I finished it, I was like, oh, yeah. Like this is a yeah. genre of film. How did I ever think to write a, a Hallmark movie without seeing a Hallmark movie? And now I watch every single one just because oh, I love good. them so much. So. Well, there were a couple things that were really special about Miss Christmas. And so I can kind of tell that it, it had sort of a, a, an outsider perspective, maybe even a little bit on certain things. I, I think that there was a big heart to it. And uh, uh, the way the scenes where he talked about his, his wife and grieving and dealing with all of that was so tender, so mm -hmm. sweet. But what I, I really appreciated the fact that uh, her, I guess her career and her goals and what she wanted was respected and by the screenplay. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel like, uh, I, it was really nice that like her boss and her friend from work were super supportive, super mm -hmm. nice people, because I get so tired of the whole ice queen of uh, business, kind of the idea that as soon as a woman goes to work, she all of a sudden becomes this horrible person. I hate that. And totally. I just thought that every single character was believable and uh just sweet and people that i liked and i don't know i just i don't oh, know thank that you was that's great. awesome yeah. yeah i was really happy with how it turned out and i definitely cried a little bit yeah and i also like thought i just thought brooke and mark did an amazing job oh. and mark's like impassioned speech at the end he kind of like took it into his own hands. And as I was like, I didn't write some of this and it's so much better than anything I could have. Yeah. It was so good when she's like, I don't want to be Miss Christmas anymore. Oh like, my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's devastating. <laughs> it was so good. And when she's like decorating that tree at her apartment with her friend and, uh -huh. and it's just the saddest tree decorating oh. scene you could ever imagine. Oh, thank you. Success then. Yes. It was so good. We loved it. Oh, awesome. And, uh, and I, I thought that Mark Lucas did such a good job being this like sweet, tender man that mm -hmm. I don't know that I fell in love with him in that movie. And oh, yeah. he's definitely now kind of one of my favorites. He was in a, he was in the this one, a season for, for love. love, which yeah. was not my favorite, mm -hmm. but I loved him in it. Yeah, he yeah. just really brings things to life. He always like rounds out the character and makes it really believable. Also, my good friends are the hugest Buffy fans. So whenever they're like, are you going to have Mark Lucas again? <laughs> <laughs> the only time they want to watch my movies are when Mark Lucas is in them. So. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't blame them too much. But you've had good casts for all of your, yeah. all of your projects. I've had yeah. really good casts. So. Yeah, Becca Tobin was amazing in A Song for Christmas. Yeah. So A Song for Christmas, my only gripe with that movie was that that in the pro, pro, promotional material, they showed all of this like recording and all of this music and all this stuff. So I was expecting it to have more singing. Yeah. And since Becca Tobin's such a great singer, I was a little yeah. disappointed in that. But yeah, that, that was a confusing thing to me too, because I actually wrote in a lot of musical numbers. That was uh -huh. a rewrite and that one was done on a really quick timeline too. Um, because we were shooting for the snow. So like every single day we were like, the snow is melting, the snow is melting, gotta get this into production. Um, <laughs> and I didn't 
at that point, I didn't realize that like Hallmark doesn't really do like big musical numbers. Yeah. Um, which I would love because I love musicals. I love musical numbers. And so I kept kind of trying to like write them into places and they kept kind of getting taken out. And yeah, it's too bad. I, I feel like they're kind of changing that a little bit this year, hopefully, cross fingers. Yeah. Uh, with you have Leanne Rhymes. Oh, yeah. And, Christmas uh, Joy. Christmas okay. Eve or whatever. And then you have Kelly Pickler. So I think those two movies are going to have music. Totally. Hopefully. And I think also, like, what Hallmark does is rapidly changing. So many movies are being made that it's like the envelope is constantly getting pushed. So things yeah. they didn't do last year, this year are now, especially when you have stars of that caliber, it's like. Yeah. But uh, but a song for Christmas was good. Amber, it's too bad Amber can be here because she really liked it. It was one of oh. her favorites of of the year, uh, and uh, and I thought that Kevin McGarry was a dream in that. Oh yeah, yeah, a dream boat. Yeah, he, those blue eyes. Woo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also just thought it was hilarious that they lose her and she's literally like across the street. <laughs> 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 I know. I know. That was great. Uh, but yeah, Becca Tobin, since this was her first role for uh, Hallmark, she really, really won us over. She really surprised us because because yeah. neither of us watched Glee, and so we had never seen her before. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she, yeah, she's great, and I, I I liked her in this, and I really liked her in Love at First Dance, which yeah. Uh, was written by Nina Weinman, who mm-hmm. is one of our favorites. Of course, uh, yeah. Writers. She's the best. She's like the queen of Hallmark. Yeah. She <laughs> <is>. <laughs> one of, there's several. So she's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's done our podcast twice. So, okay. in fact, she was our first interview we ever got. So, she's oh, wow. very special to us. I got to meet her and Julie Wolf at a Hallmark event, and I was like, kind oh. of girly. I was like, you write for Hallmark. <laughs> they were like, you write for Hallmark too. I was like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, if we ever do our dream fantasy writers retreat, we'll have uh-huh. to include you as well because uh, we talked about me and Julie and Nina and Amber, of course, and uh-huh. then <laughs> Amber, of course, yeah, her too. Me and Amber are always coming up with our dream fantasy Hallmark uh, movies that we want. Yeah. Like our particular idea that we think would be so fun is to have a fire firehouse movie. Ooh. Have you? Have you ever seen the 12 men of Christmas at Lifetime over at Lifetime? Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. It's pretty dishy. It's, okay. it's, it's too dishy for Hallmark, but we could take the basic idea and put it into Hallmark. What is it? Because it's this, it. yes. So it's this PR lady uh-huh. dumped by her boyfriend, Kristen Chenoweth. This isn't it. Okay. Amazing. She gets dumped by her boyfriend and she has to she can't find work and so she ends up taking this job running publicity for this town in like south dakota or whatever Uh or montana montana and she goes there and she decides to do this fireman calendar for the search and rescue like this well search and rescue calendar Uh for the fundraiser and so it becomes this like the 12 men of christmas we're like the same kind of thing but obviously tone it down so it's not so like dishy But it would be so fun because they don't like monopolize off of the men as much uh-huh. as they like on Hallmark. It's and like the Bake Off. Your comment about the Bake Off. You're like, I didn't understand. Aren't you supposed to be selling the men? Why is mom buying them? And I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, we're like everybody would watch. It would be a huge rating. Oh, I'd like, watch it. If you yes. want an all star male cast, all of them. Yeah. 
They would be so good. So anyway. Let's flush but, it up. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to. All right. So yeah, so Miss Christmas, we absolutely loved. We loved a song for Christmas. Uh, the, it was really good. And Falling for You, most recently. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was so like refreshing. I, I loved it. I thought that, because Tyler Hines, I had interviewed him. Uh, the mm -hmm. month before and he was very charming very delightful but i wasn't quite sure whether his uh style would yeah. be a good fit for hallmark yeah uh he's just so relaxed and so chill and whatever and oh my gosh i loved him oh, <laughs> it was that's so good where the first they're kind of meet cute where she's bouncing yes. off the walls in the cafe and he's just as like yeah who is this chick and what is wrong with her? Yeah. I thought he played that so well. And in doing that, he grounded the entire movie. It was such a smart yeah. choice for him. Well, I just loved the fact that uh, so many of these movies, like they're in the middle of giving their presentation and they're like, wait, I shouldn't be here. I'm going to leave this presentation right now and I'm going to go. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> even 12 Men of Christmas, actually. They have that. <laughs> but uh, I love the fact that he was like, hey dudes can we do this a little early like yeah great he still to, it was yeah. great he still got to do his presentation and and uh and i think that what made it really cool too is that it wasn't really about romance the movie it was about her gaining confidence in herself and and that was that was the like continual theme even in the at the end uh you know that he, it, that's that's kind of more the the victory in the end is her gaining confidence and i just couldn't believe that you have a hallmark movie where the town girl takes the job in the city what? <laughs> everything's upside down the whole world yes. this is revolutionary i was so excited that he he said uh you know that i'll be here for you to to yeah yeah i'll be here at home for you yeah. like yes this is great i'm so glad you liked that that was like that movie i think the process and all the people involved in it were really about like self-actualization mm -hmm. and for me it was really like a writer's journey of being like mired in the project and doubt and worry and trying to like find like trying to really find the heart and soul of it and then realizing kind of that we had parallel journeys me and the character in the movie because we we're both like okay oh. go after your dreams you can do anything and so that, that is really really cool uh the, it felt that way it felt like there was some some teeth to it as opposed yeah. to you know some which i like the fluffy movies too but this felt this was just better. It was better. I'm so glad. That uh, means a lot to me. Yeah. And I went nuts at the mid-movie kiss. Like, <laughs> since you haven't done that many, you, I don't know if you realize how rare this is. Yeah, that was the um, exec on it, who was amazing. She was the one who came up with the idea for that kiss. And she, yeah. So, because my, my, my friend Amy and I, we did a whole podcast on best hallmark kisses uh -huh. one of the things we talked about was that we were so tired of the near kiss and yeah. we're like this is a crusade against the near kiss because so <laughs> often it's just like so unbelievable uh-huh like uh, you're grown-ups like kiss it's you know it, it's yeah. 
uh, like it can be done well. And I thought that um, on Love of Course this last fall, it was actually done well because she didn't want to kiss because she was insecure about kissing. Not because she hears some sound and they're like, yeah. oh, well, we're going to stop now. Like, what? Or like, yeah. phone ringing? Like, scene, they had so much chemistry where she's leaning yeah. against the wall and you're like, whoa, there's like palpable lust here. You don't yes. see a lot of this in Hallmark movies, but yeah. I was like, wow, it's getting steamy in here. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. And I, that probably goes a little bit back to Cameron Matheson's like soap opera experience. Oh, yeah. But it came, I was like, wow, good. Yeah get it girl <laughs> yeah it was so good and yeah, uh, yeah the near kiss it's hard because it's just like you want to save the kiss for your big finish you know you mm -hmm. like we want to end on that big kiss yeah. and all the magic of the joy so I know it's frustrating but that's when it's great when you said what you just said where like the near kiss is curtailed by some part of character like she's yeah. not ready or because when it's just like a random sound or something you're like no it's just it's just ridiculous uh yeah. but uh, i and i'm just getting tired of it and because the thing is is that if you have if they do kiss in the middle of the movie that could create tension which it, which it didn't i don't i don't think it really created tension in this one in in uh, falling for you but i think that it it just I, it can it certainly can be something like okay what do we do now we've had this but in in this it just was so sweet and so exciting i because i told amy i said just once i want to have where they 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 they, they near kiss uh -huh. and then they go back to kissing and, and so we're like and i think we said it was like it'll never happen it'll never happen and I was like, I know. And so when it did, I messaged her like right away. I'm like, Amy, you won't believe it. It's so exciting. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was so lucky the exactly worked with who was overseeing the project at Hallmark. Just like she's constantly pushing the envelope and trying to do new things and thinking yes. outside the box. And she's making a lot of these films that are really like you know, female empowered yeah. and um, character driven and not just about the love story, but about like falling in love with yourself. And so this was her idea. And I thought it was just amazing. Really? You should tell her, come on the podcast. Oh, she would love that. I will yeah. tell her. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> uh, that was brilliant. It was just something fresh. It was something new. It was exciting. And it felt authentic and real. And it was sweet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and there were a lot of really sweet things about the movie. I love the fact that you had cute little Ty becoming a podcaster. That, of course, I was a big fan. Of course. <laughs> I really like that line when he's like, you're just talking to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the last time, at least in my memory, there was a podcaster on a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. It was last year at Magical Christmas Ornaments. And uh -huh. he was like the villain. Oh. It's like he's a podcaster he's spreading yeah. all these rumors and lies oh no <laughs> it's so funny how quickly things change yeah. in terms of how stuff is presented yeah it was like a very suspect it was yeah a very suspect that's thing. so funny so it was good we got a little bit of redemption oh yeah <laughs> time is so cute yeah he was so cute and i yeah i really liked the two brothers too that was so funny because madison is the best and so that um, was my cousins are max and lucas and their mom oh, really 
is like the number one biggest Hallmark fan ever. And so I told her, I'm going to write you into these movies. So I was like, what if you come up with these two brothers? And then the big punchline at the end is the mom being like, yeah. she wins the bid. Um, but then I heard you guys being like, why did she win? There's no one in the town who wants these boys. And I'm like, no, that's what's funny that she like, they're all excited to get these hot dates. And instead their mom comes yeah. in. like. I was like, what's wrong with this town? I've been very high. Yeah. Yeah, it was just funny because they did place probably more emphasis on the actual baking than is required for Bachelor Bake Off. But uh, but I was there for it. It was it was really funny. I think behind the scenes thing, like of the amount of work that went into this project on my end, like uh-huh. writing it, I oh can say a substantial portion went into just trying to describe to the audience what a bake-off was. I spent so yeah. much time just rewriting the dialogue where they explain what a bake-off is because everyone kept being like, what's a bake-off? They're bidding on the bachelors? You're like, no, 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 no. We, can, we can't do that. They're bidding on the desserts. <laughs> also, I didn't get to make my hot buns joke, so I was so oh, sad about that's that. <laughs> that's a missed opportunity. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like the, the most festivaly town even for hallmark i was very impressed because they had the lantern walk they had the jam festival yeah and nonstop. <laughs> nobody works there all they do is just celebrate harvest yeah <laughs> yeah and but we were very confused about how this event is supposed to save the radio station. yeah like it's- yeah. I mean, I heard your notes already. You're like, why didn't they just have people call in? Like, that is a great solution. Unfortunately, they optioned a book called The Bachelor Bake Off. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? When the movie first, we were first, it was based off of a book. Uh-huh. And I can't rem- the book was so sweet and good. Um, and just, there were big issues in transcribing it to the screen. There were just a lot of things we couldn't do. The book had a much bigger scope. Um, and so as- Is it spicier? A lot of these romance- A little spicier. Like his character, Tyler's character in the book was like hard edge. He had a rough upbringing. He oh. had um, a lot of demons. Okay. And we really loved that about his character, but like we couldn't bring it over. We couldn't sure. bring a lot of it over. But I think Tyler still brought some of that, like, yeah. you know. Um, but the Bake Off was in there, but it wasn't affiliated with the radio station. And then um, as the movie got going, we were like, oh, we have a radio station to save and we have, or we have a radio station and we have a Bake Off. Um, and somehow those two things came together. Yeah. yeah. So your note is totally understandable. <laughs> it was, I mean, I gave it a perfect score. So I still really loved yeah. the movie. It was just funny to me. And uh, I, I think uh, that uh, there was just great chemistry between the, between Taylor and Tyler. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, that, I, I know, I just really appreciated that, it was about this woman kind of coming into her own and having the confidence to, uh, to finally in the end, accept this job in the city. Like, yeah, that was really cool. So, uh, yeah. I think and I think, um, also this sense of like, I think it's in there, but like something big that played for me was this concept of like, sometimes you're comfortable at the place you are in life. And if you don't push yourself, like you don't know what will happen. 
Um, yeah. But it's like she's in her this town that she finally found after never feeling like she had a home and um, she's comfortable. And like, it's a, it's a real thing that we all question. Yeah. Like, will we rest where we are? Will we push ourselves? It's scarier than it seems. So, yeah. So, so you have uh, two, pro- like two projects for Chris- Countdown to Christmas? So two Christmas projects, yeah. Christmas projects, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's uh, Christmas at the Palace, which you talked yeah. a little bit about, but mm-hmm. uh, it has Mayor Patterson and Brittany Bristow, mm-hmm. and there's like ice skating involved. Why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about it? Um, well, I don't know like I, how many spoiler alerts I'm about yeah. to give. So, um, and it has Andrew Cooper too, who I've been like stalking all of them on Instagram now. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, you are dreamy, Andrew Cooper. Holy cow. Um, yeah. He was already in Royal Hearts and oh, yeah. he was very romantic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't put that together, but yeah. That was a really good one. Um, so that one is. You can say just like a bare bones, like okay. what they have in the summary. Yeah. Um, so she is like a ice skating, a former pro ice skater turned choreographer after getting hurt who, and Brittany Barstow is like the star of their show right now. It's a holiday theme show and they go to San Sanova, like a little country in Europe, um, to put on their show and end up meeting the princess of San Sanova, um, who wants to throw a, um, she wants to throw like an event for their founder's day, okay. like an ice skating event for their founder's day. And so they all get together to work on this. And I spoiler yeah. alert, there is romance and love involved and there is a hefty dose of Christmas. Um, yeah. There is a palace also. So so exciting. It's filmed in Romania. Filmed in Romania. And I saw behind the scenes, it looks incredible. And I think like for me writing a, um, palace movie for hallmark i feel like it's like the unsexy version of like a victoria's secret angel getting their wings you know uh-huh. like, yeah oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially this year with it has been uh i think there were six uh princess movies this year for hallmark oh yeah i think you asked somebody you were like what's their oh you asked julie what her favorite one was and i was like what's my favorite hallmark movie and i was like oh i think it's the royal matchmaker oh interesting okay <laughs> Well, we were a little bit upset by Ooh. Royal Matchmaker that mm-hmm. the valet didn't choose Brittany Bristow's character, chose the Lorraine. We were kind oh. of like, what? Where? Oh. <laughs> and Amber, yeah. Amber tweeted out, heartbreak valet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Started a meme. Yes. Because we were, we thought that's where they were heading. So it really yeah. took us off guard. That's and Amber is like all about the secondary characters. Like half the time, yeah. She'll be like, didn't you love so-and-so Jim, you know, Jim or whatever? And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, who, who, what, who is that? I have no idea who that is. And she'll develop some deep connection with, <laughs> with some, some random side character. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully Amber will feel satisfied by Christmas at the palace. Yes. We're, we're very, very excited about it. And, uh, and I mean, I, I love princess movies. I love Christmas movies and uh, mm-hmm. Cinderella movies. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sure it'll be, and skating, how fun. Yeah. And this All is those again, elements. another one, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but I think it, it again has that kind of like journey of self-actualization and of like confronting your fears. Um, so 
Yeah. So yeah, did you come up with the name Sansovia? Uh, Sansonova, no. So I rewrote that one. Okay. And Sansonova was already in there. But I will say that there is a really funny little, I don't know, remember what the word is when you like hide in something from another movie in this movie. Oh. There's a funny little story that gets told where they mention another kingdom. Oh, actually got taken out. But at one point we mentioned another kingdom. Oh, uh, okay. Kingdom was from another Hallmark movie. Oh, that nice. like they had yes. Oh, it was from actually the Royal Matchmaker, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's our dream of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. All these countries <laughs> next to each other. Yeah. All these tiny, beautiful countries. Yes, they all have like crazy uh royal matchmaker kind of story of a oh, royal, totally. royal yeah royal we all have the most dramatic dramatic yeah <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> that's hilarious uh so great well and it's it, it's airing on thanksgiving so that's prime yeah. they the have a lot of confidence and, yeah uh, they just moved i think they just I don't oh, know. Did they move it? I think it's on Thanksgiving now. Yeah. Really? Pretty oh sure. my gosh. That's super exciting because my family wasn't all going to be together on Wednesday. And then uh, also, even as a writer, I'm never sure like where things get placed. Well, they I, change it. Like this is yeah. as of last night, I, I updated my calendar oh, that's and that's why I saw. So they could literally be changing it today. And that's very possible. But as of now, I it's on Thanksgiving. Jingle around the clock, I remember it had a different name. It's called Christmas Copy before. And then at some point yeah. I looked at the schedule and I was like, where, oh my gosh, where did Christmas Copy go? Did they, did it get removed from the slate? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized there was Jingle around the clock. I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Jingle around the clock. Uh, was this one that you wrote from the beginning or a rewrite? No. So that I wrote from the beginning, but I was brought on to, um, a concept that was pitched and sold to Hallmark um, by this awesome actor-actress couple, uh, Michael Trainer and um, Brooke Nevin. Um, uh-huh. I think they're like Walking Dead and stuff like that. Um, so they sold this concept and... Like Brooke Nevin, the actress? Yeah, Brooke okay. Nevin, the actress, yeah. Oh, cool. Who's now going to be starring in Jingle Around the Clock. Um, and it was an interesting process because... Uh, the exec I was working with was like, Joa, do you want to come on and do a really quick turnaround? We're going to try to get this shot for winter um, or something like that. I think that was the general idea. And I just really like struggled to crack the story. It was one of the harder ones for me. Um, and this was actually a movie about like self-actualization and stepping out of the sidelines of your life. Um, and we worked on it for a while. Um, and then... I took Christmas at the palace and they came back and the project needed more work. So another writer was brought on. So I actually don't know what the final script looks like, but I can tell you it's like a big city Christmas movie. Um, a professional who wants a promotion gets set up with um, like an outsider. They clash on everything. Yeah. And they have a lot of, I mean, before this, they had a lot of witty banter and back and forth. And I can only imagine that the writer that was brought on just elevated that. That's really cool because Brooke Nevin, she's a definite hall star. She's oh, yeah. been like three or four. Eightful and Michael Cassidy is what I've done is the thing. So uh-huh. yeah, really fun. I'm super and, excited. Yeah. yeah. So um, what's that one about a little bit? 
Um, so it's about, well, I guess your last thing, last script you had. I guess. Yeah. So it's about like a, a professional who works in an ad agency who wants a promotion and gets paired up and they have to do like really quick turnaround on a campaign, a Christmas campaign. Um, so a lot of familiar elements here, but it feels very different in execution. She gets uh-huh. paired up with, uh, an outsider consultant who doesn't like Christmas and, they uh, have a lot of chemistry and also conflict. Good. That sounds oh, and he, classic. Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't ruin it. I didn't spoil anything. No, no, I was about to say it. And then I was like. So, yeah, that sounds great. I love, uh, you know, and you've got your Scrooges who are, have to be taught to love Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what's wrong with these people? <laughs> I think Christmas. my favorite line ever is actually in that movie that I wrote. Um, I'm not sure it's going to make it. So I'm like, oh, I want to say it here. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> Should I say it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's something that a friend of mine said to me and then I just changed it to this. But at one point he's like, you really love Christmas. And he's like, you're really, and they go to drink eggnog. He's like, you're really, um, you, he's like, you really drink the eggnog. He's like, you love Christmas. You really drink the eggnog. And she's like, oh, if you're, if drinking the eggnog means liking Christmas, I didn't drink it. I served it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I don't know why I liked it so much, but I don't know if it'll make the cut either. So that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we like to end our interviews with some silly questions okay. and we have a special holiday edition of our Ooh. silly questions. So okay. this was, this is really fun. Okay. All right. First one. What uh-huh. is your favorite holiday drink? Oh, peppermint mocha, extra whipped cream, drink all of the whipped cream off of it. Go back, ask for more whipped cream <laughs> and just continue to do that until there's no beverage left. Mad oh. respect. That's okay. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, like frosted sugar cookies, the standard. Yeah, and making them every single year, I say, I'm going to throw a decorate your own sugar cookie party. I went to once. It was like the heyday of my life. I think <laughs> it and then I think about what I'd actually have to do to make that happen and having people in my home and what that looks like. And I'm just like, no, forget it. <laughs> well, see, I think. This is my crazy theory. I think the biggest problem that uh-huh. is entertaining today is that nobody has an actual dining room anymore. It's all 100%. this open, open, open thing. The thing that, the, I think they did it right back in the day, Victorian yeah. times or whatever, where you had the kitchen. <laughs> Women had, like, in the, the kitchen. <laughs> well, not that part, but you had the kitchen and then you had the butler's pantry and then there was the entertaining space. So totally. they close the door. Nobody could see all the chaos that had just totally. happened in the kitchen. Totally. But totally. like now it's like everything's all open. So everyone knows. And so it's like slightly totally. awkward. You can't really entertain unless you're like super miss perfectly clean. Oh, and yeah. so, but I think the best strategy for that kind of party is honestly just buy the cookies. I know. (laughs) I know. It really is. And I'm like, I'm not someone who has ever like properly made any recipe ever in my life. At the last (laughs) minute, I'm always like, let's add tuna. Let's add chocolate chips. Who knows where this is going? The constant of me like cutting out properly 500 sugar cookies and baking them. Forget it. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think just buy the frosting, sit down with a Hallmark movie, and just eat the frosting out of a tub is really what the party's <laughs> going to come down to. That sounds like a good party. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
yeah i i do i really love to entertain but uh but yeah it is it is tough you know it's like I yeah just, like close off my kitchen so no one could see and i can present yeah. this perfect world i know i used to invite friends over to watch my hallmark movies on the premiere nights and then i realized that actually i had to like get up and serve a lot and <laughs> everyone wanted to ask me questions during yeah. the movies and i didn't really get to watch them anymore and so right you're like cookies like, and by myself is no, yeah me alone in bed watching my yeah. movie yeah, that, yeah that's good i agree okay so what is your favorite uh, holiday song um like mariah carey's all i want for christmas yeah. is you classic yeah I beat it okay favorite christmas movie doesn't have to be hallmark it can be anything nightmare before christmas oh so you're in yeah. team uh christmas movie what halloween some people debate is it a halloween or is it a christmas movie yeah it's a halloween movie yeah so let me try that again (laughs) (laughs) my favorite christmas movie oh the family stone oh interesting is that a christmas movie oh yeah definitely okay i love that movie yeah good all right what is your favorite holiday tradition you have to do my favorite holiday like decorating the tree or something like that this is a hard one. Um, it's something revolves around eating. Yeah. Can't pick just one. <laughs> I think just, I mean, I, I. Just holiday food is. is all of it. Holiday food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every good. single bit of tradition that involves holiday food. <laughs> okay. yeah. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, what is a memorable Christmas gift or holiday gift that you've either given or received? Your Red Rider BB gun moment as a kid, the thing you really wanted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my BB gun. Um, <laughs> someone gave me a book on writing a couple of years ago that was really sweet. Yeah. Growing up, my parents were always like the money sorts. We got okay. like socks and money. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I'm having a little bit of trouble with this, but and then I'm like, what do I get my son? And then I'm like, oh, socks and money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in your world, because in our ranking system for our Christmas preview, we do yeah. give a, a Cole for not excited, Bach for mm, meh, uh-huh. I guess. And then we have an orange for decently excited. And then diamond ring is like up there. But in your oh, world. Orange like, to diamond ring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a leap. But your world socks maybe aren't aren't just a oh. meh. It's like a, it's like a, a real gift like <laughs> that you get somewhat you know but you're always like wow like socks and money <laughs> socks and money i'll take more money um <laughs> this this question is actually throwing me for a loop okay so. well that's all right it's, yeah okay uh so oh you know what one year i gave my son money and he went outside and gave it to a man who was homeless Aww. and that was really really sweet that is really and then the guy said come back one day when i have money and i'm gonna give it back to you oh was really sweet that's adorable love it okay so scrooge versus the grinch oh the grinch okay uh clear lights or colored different for different things clear lights for the classy person in you and colored (laughs) for the child in you yeah very good okay uh are you a good gift wrapper or terrible uh, I think I'm a good gift wrapper, but then it's like, you know, a Monet. Yeah. <laughs> She's a total Monet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Callback. Very good callback. Thank you. Okay. So last question. 
what is your ugliest Christmas sweater? Or do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Um, I gave it away. Okay. But it was very ugly. Yeah. And it was like probably 50 years old. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it like gave me hives every time I wore it. <laughs> and it just had like every single thing on it. The tree and the ornaments and the presents and the family. I don't know where it came from, but it was really hideous. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. All right. Well, that's all the questions. You passed the test. Yes. <laughs> the Christmas test. So this has been so much fun. I've had a delight. I could just talk to you forever. Oh, uh, it's so fun. And uh, we'll definitely want to have you on again. Well, we're going to for that Clueless podcast. Yeah. Sure. We're going to do it. And also for, uh, we'll have you on sometime in the spring, talk about some of these, uh, cool. these projects. That awesome. Are, Thank you so much. It was so great chatting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you have social media that you'd like to share? Or? Uh, yeah, I have uh, Instagram. It's just my name, J-O-I-E-B-O-T-K-I-N. Um, the same on Twitter, but I'm not super active. And then Facebook is the same, but Instagram is the place to really get the real me. Awesome. Well, we'll have links to that in the description section. So awesome. sure to, uh, to everybody listening, make sure to check that out. And uh, thanks again. Uh, Thank for you. This is great. Talk, talk to us. And, uh, uh, and uh, we're, we'll, we'll be very excited to let you know what we think of Christmas of the Palace. And yeah. Christmas. Hopefully no coal. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully no coal. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Well, we All will right. talk to you soon then. Okay. Bye. Bye.